the corner of my eyes, I saw this creature, which was uh, over six foot tall, with feathers. It, it just looked like a giant bird, but yet a man. Hi, everybody. This is Jacob. Definitely not Mothboy Jacob. And this is Mothboy Matt. And this is Mothboy Michael. And this is Mothboys, a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown. What up, everybody? Hey. What's up, party people? How's it going? Yo, 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 yo. All right. Nice. So, how you guys been? Been okay. Yeah, they're sick pretty. of us. I got I got hate mail. They're sick of us. No more weekly episodes ever again. They said that. Who, yes. Who's they? Me. You, know, just, you emailed yourself. I did actually. <laughs> You're like, don't do this Reminder, anymore. Reminder: Do not do this again. <laughs> yeah, it's just the truth. I tell you what. I don't want to ever do this again. It's very exhausting. It is exhausting. Well, I agree. Uh, the fan. The hey, fans love it. Well, know. I was thinking. Mike and I were actually talking. We're just going to replace you, to be honest, if you don't yeah, want to do God. it. Yeah. Honestly, you guys would be better <laughs> off without me. What have you boys been up to? Jake, tell us. Um, well, <laughs> my Tiny Tim um, gimmick uh, is no longer a thing. Oh, no. Uh, I tried putting on the pants, but they uh, literally fit up to my knee. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So they're like... Come back when you lose 80 pounds. Mm. Oh, that, uh, that doesn't feel and too And they good. actually put me in. I'm a snowman now, but they're just going to make me like like have go shirtless because I'm so fat, and they're just going to airbrush <laughs> me as a snowman. Uh, it's demeaning, but you know what? It's the life of a community theater actor. It's what a you gig's got. a gig, you it's know? It's what you got to do, man. You know? Wow. I agree. What a champ. All right, Tiny Tim. Um, I mean, yeah. not Tiny Tim. <laughs> not, so, not so Tiny Tim. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what you been up to, Definitely bud? Definitely obese, Tim. Um, <laughs> me? I have been doing nothing. Cool. What about you, well, Mike? You guys were at a cool festival, right? Yeah, we were. We were, actually. Uh, we, we were at the West West Virginia Case Paranormal Expo down in West Virginia. 2019. 2019. It was, it was the first year um, of the expo, and it was... Les Odell was running it. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Him and his family are good people. Yep. Um... And we, uh, uh, hung sold, out and sold some stuff. Met a lot of people, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, shout out to our our friends uh, Liz and Alicia who who are uh, keep on creeping on and Pixel Sunshine. Uh, they are artists. That those are their Instagram names. But uh, go follow them. Go follow them. They're very talented. Very cool people. Um, and I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Bobby. He's a true artist too. Uh, he's been lead in the last three community theater productions. Good, good. Oh, we yes. love Bobby. <laughs> what a Art, good Bobby's great. Three artists that you should all support. <laughs> Find Bobby on Instagram <laughs> at Bobby. Oh man! Oh, so so this is the what are we on the third episode for the fourth? Fourth. Holy fourth moly! Five. This We're is an extra it. spooky one too. Yeah. Yes, it. Well, I don't know. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking super it, scary, so it's dude. Not <laughs> spooky. Um, All right, so we're gonna hey, get, we're gonna. I guess when, we'll get when, into can it. They, when can they see us next? I think we have an event. Oh, we do. Out. That's right, Jake. We are. Uh, we have. We have an event on November 9th No, not no November 9th. Is it November 9th 
Yeah, I think so. November 9th and 10th, maybe. Um, uh, the Conference on the Unexplained. Know. Yeah. In Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And I finally get to meet the Mountain Monsters. Yeah, yeah. our boys Wild. in Mountain Monsters are going to be there. Wild Bill's going to be there. Wild bro. fucking Bill. On gonna... the website, uh, we're listed right above the Mountain Monsters because it goes in alphabetical order. Uh-huh. But I feel like we're equals to the Mountain yeah. Monsters because I think we're above them. I'm gonna... <laughs> I think it's more important. You know, I we're, mean, we're, definitely we're, we're... I think definitely that... just. I want to yeah. eat. I want to get pizza with those dudes. <laughs> So if you're listening, I want to chew tobacco with him. <laughs> I want to get I've hammered. Never... I want to get hammered drunk with Wild Bill and see what happens. Oh boy, that's an adventure. I sure it'd be like it's probably like Deliverance, honestly. So, <laughs> so yeah, meet us there. Come to our table. Say hi. Come hang out. Um, we got a really spooky episode for you. So yes, the holiday spooktacular. We're gonna go to the legend of the so-called. Bell Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Do a a witch laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's that's a good witch laugh. You got a good witch laugh. That's good. That was, um, you know, because I'm I'm trying to become, uh, do the Broadway production of Wicked. Right. Uh, so I have to get that laugh down. It's it's next spring, so that's, fingers the, crossed. I've ne- I feel like I've never seen it, but that's probably the most important part of it. Yeah, I would say so. Yes. The laugh. Yes, it really is. <laughs> So, we're going to go with the Bell Witch. It's a sinister entity that tormented a pioneer family on Tennessee's early frontier between 1817 and 1821. So, so a couple years ago, then. Yes. Was- Mike, you were alive for this. I know. <laughs> that was an old person. With, with jokes like <laughs> that, you can dream. definitely tell that he was alive then. That was a good one. So, in the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to the Red River bottomland in Tennessee, settling in the community Red River, which became Adams, Tennessee, many years later. Beautiful Adams, he, Tennessee. Yes. Yes. Is, Beautiful. Is it? I don't, okay. I don't know. I've never I, been there. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume it is. Have you? Yes. Why have else you, would have you guys been John to Bell Tennessee? Moved there. Why else? I haven't been to Tennessee. Have you been to Tennessee, Jake? No, but Matt, you're the only ten I see. Oh, thank you. (laughs) The haunting began sometime in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creeper. Creeper? Creeper? Creeper. A strange strange creeper. creeper. (laughs) You guys always make fun of me when I read. I'm a freaking (laughs) I know it. Like, I know I can't speak, but, like, I try. I guess that's all that really matters. He gets an A for effort. Participation trophies ruining America. Snowman Jakey. I'm I'm prime example of that. (laughs) So the haunting began sometime in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog with a face of a rabbit. That's fucking awesome. So it was. Wait, say that again. It was a dog, but the face was a rabbit. Okay. Well, that's good. That makes sense. You know, yeah. we're off to a great start. Yeah, this is, this yeah, is wonderful. Fucking cool. This isn't scary at all. This is no spooky psychic vampires. This is do- rabbit-faced <laughs> dogs, baby. We're getting the real shit tonight. Uh, Bell fired at the animal because in all our stories, what do they do when they see boom, something boom, weird? Boom, boom, boom. Shoot. 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 Shoot and ask questions Yep, that's what you do. So he fired at the animal, but it disappeared. 
Later that day, his son, Drew Bell, approached an unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off and was of extraordinary size. Like a thunderbird. Ooh. Like a mothman. Yes. Like a, <laughs> like a mothman. <laughs> the daughter, Elizabeth, also known as Betsy, observed a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. And Dean, a slave of the Bell family, reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings when he visited his wife. That's But it got worse. What? It did. The Bells began to hear scratching sounds on the outside walls of their log house and knocks on the door. Ooh. Bell and his sons often hurried outside to catch the culprit, but always returned empty. Handed. That's spooky. So they ran outside real quick, and they didn't find anything. And they're like, what the heck? It's, well, it's, I'd be pissed for one, because like running, for me, is like a full-time activity. Oh my god, oh. same. So if I ran outside and nothing was there, I probably would just fall asleep outside, honestly. <laughs> Too exhausted. Excuse me, wife. I'm going to sleep out here tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I'm protecting you from the, the bell witch. So... The sounds continued to increase frequency for a while, but the bells were not worried. They had rational explanations for the sounds, attributing the scratching to tree branches and the door knocks to nothing more than a prankster. Yeah, just a silly. that's horseshit. That's a that's a silly old prankster. Just an original prankster. <laughs> the bells don't know that it's a dog rabbit. I wonder, like, if they put like the dog rabbit, like, flaming bag of dog rabbit poo, the pranksters. <laughs> What would that look like? I don't even want it'd be to like, well, I don't know, because it would be like rabbit pellets? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, like dog turds. Yeah. It'd be a mixture. On May of 1818, things changed. Just as the Bell family was heading to bed on a Sunday in May of 1818, the sounds moved inside the house. They awoke to what sounded like a rat gnawing on the bedpost, and when they got up to find the rat and kill it, the sound stopped instantly. That's fucking terrifying. If I heard something gnawing at the end of my like bedpost, I would, I'd probably shit my my drawers. I would just pretend it wasn't there because, like I said, <laughs> laziness. You know, Jake's like sleeping. closing his eyes really hard and kind of crying a no, little bit. No, no. <laughs> That's how I sleep normally. So. <laughs> so yeah, they went out. They looked for the rat, and it, they couldn't find it. The sound stopped. So the boys looked at the bedpost, and they found no markings, so they decided to go back to bed. As soon as they went back to sleep, the sound started back up again, and they kept going throughout the night. The gnawing sound became a nightly occurrence, and no matter how hard the family looked, they could never find the rat or even a way for the rat to get inside. Wow. So these have rat issues right now. I'm not nothing too yeah. scary. Yeah, no, no, well, well, I mean, but maybe well, the like dog the rat, with the rabbit maybe face. The, yeah, maybe I mean. the rat has like a cat face or something. <laughs> but also, that could just be that could just that that dog rabbit thing could have been just like a new species because like at this time the whole this whole area was completely like basically new. So that could have just been an average animal, <laughs> average to only the sickest of freaks, like me. <laughs> At first, the sound was only where the boys slept, but soon enough, it went room to room, waking up everyone in the house. The the gnawing and the the scratching were in the boys' rooms? It was originally in the boys' room, but then it would go room to room until everybody was woken up. That's messed up. (laughs) Weird. So it's just being a a prankster. Yeah. Maybe the prankster is supernatural. It's the ghost (laughs) of Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) (laughs) 
he butterflied effect himself to go back in time. Yeah. He's like, this will change my whole life if I fuck with the Bell family. <laughs> so eventually, there were more sounds and strange experiences to accompany the nine on the bedpost. There was a scratching that sounded like a large dog clawing at the floor. Sounds of heavy stones dropping on the floor. Chairs falling over. Chains dragging. And sometimes, there was a sound of someone smacking their lips. <laughs> And gulping sounds if someone were being strangled. Also, covers began sliding off the foots of beds as if being pulled by some unseen force. Eventually, things took a darker turn. And one night, the children all awoke to something viciously pulling and tearing their hair. They said it was so aggressive that, and I quote, it felt like the top of my head has been taken off. Holy. Whoa. So after that night, it seemed the main focus was on Elizabeth or Betsy, same person, right. two names, who nightly would be awoken to her hair being violently pulled. Mm. Well, so so far we had, you know, harmless little games. It's like that Jeremy, harmless little shit. So, so <laughs> we unleashed the lion. <laughs> so so it's, this it's is been it's, scr- it's been scratching. Gnawing, now hair pulling, right? So it's getting hair pro- aggressive hair aggressive pulling. It's not just like, you yes, know. Yes. So progressively, it's, not just it's like it, kinky hair pulling. Right. So it's getting worse. It's getting worse. The nightmare yes. is getting worse. Yeah, that's actually a perfect way to put it. That was in my notes. The nightmare is getting worse. <laughs> the Bells first told no one of these events as they tried to find a cause on their own. John eventually gave up, though, and confided in his close friend, James Johnson. Uh oh. I've never. That's Jamie Johnson. Good old Jamie. Big Dick Johnson. <laughs> okay. So James Johnson and his wife decided that they needed to help John, so they stayed over to see if they could witness the experiences firsthand. James was a devout Christian, and he led the family in worship, hoping it would stop these events. Once they all went to bed, the gnawing, scratching, pulling on covers happened like usual. It got so crazy that James, trying to stop the madness, yelled, In the name of the Lord, what or who are you? What do you want? And why are you here? (laughs) Is that what he sounded like? That's what everyone in that time. Yeah, that's actually, I read, that's exactly what he sounds like. Right, man. It said, do the one impression that Jake always does. The one impression you have for everyone. Yeah, and it's actually correct for, yeah, for James that. Johnson. So yeah. that's James Johnson's voice. I'm sticking with it. All right. So he yelled at the ghost or entity. We don't know what it is at this point. And that appeared to silence the noise for a considerable amount of time. But it started up again with increased vigor. Ooh. Ooh I know. Vinegar. I like where this is going. Ooh, vinegar. No, no not vinegar. <laughs> vigor. <laughs> Damn it. With increased apple cider vinegar. <laughs> this time, though, invisible hands began slapping Elizabeth across the face until her cheeks turned red, and it also started slapping James. James didn't know what to do, and it eventually stopped. <laughs> that was a, a portrayal, a reenactment of the um, event. Yeah, that wasn't the real that thing. happened. <laughs> you wouldn't. I bet you can't believe it. That was that was not the real thing. <laughs> that was also not made in a Hollywood studio. We did it in our bedroom. Saw. So. No CG involved. 
So in the morning, James had no clue what would, what it was, but suggested that it was supernatural, and he recommended that John Bell invite other friends to try and figure out the mystery. Oh. So it sounds like a nice bonding experience. It does. Yeah. It sounds like the movie Wild Hogs. Get, just <laughs> get this bonding. Just some buddies. Wait, getting the shit kicked out of you by a ghost is... Uh, we don't is, know if it's a ghost. So we're trying to figure out, Matt. We don't know. We're going to find out, but that's why we have to bond, male bonding to find we're out. We're going to solve this mystery. So the strange occurrences at the Bell House became the worst kept secret in town. Every night, people began arriving at the Bell's house to investigate and help. They tried communicating uh, with whatever it was, and they could get it to answer numerical questions by quick knocks on the wall. For example, how many horses are in the yard? And then it go, for two. Two. But it wouldn't answer any yes or no questions, just numerical questions only. During this time, there was strange lights and candles that could be seen throughout the woods on the Bell Farm. And an unseen force started throwing pieces of wood, stone, and tree limbs at family members and visitors. Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Throwing stones, throwing wood, smacking wood, making knocks, making clicks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. I, I, I that's a Moth Boys exclusive. You're not gonna get that anymore. The Bell Witch is actually Bigfoot. The end. <laughs> the Bell Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, the Bell Bigfoot. So the visitors continued to flock the Bell House, trying to communicate with the being. While well, it started off with knocks, the thing began to talk. Ooh. At first, it was a low, broken whistling sound. <laughs> But the voice gained strength and finally became a clear, feminine voice. Hey, guys. How's it going? (laughs) Exactly like that. (laughs) Now that the thing was talking, the first thing that many people asked, what are you? Right. The voice said, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but I have been disturbed. Oh, The spirit started telling conflicting stories. On one occasion, it said that it was a spirit of an Indian who had once lived in the area and his burial ground was disturbed, and it was looking for its tooth. Oh, that's cool. It's looking for its tooth? It's a tooth. Oh, okay. (laughs) Another time, it said that it was the spirit of an immigrant who had buried a treasure under a large rock by a spring on the banks of the river, and that it wanted Elizabeth to have it. Oh. The spirit gave specific instructions for locating the treasure. But after a day of digging at the designated spot, the spirit began laughing at them for their foolishness in believing such a story. So they really, that was the first instance of a punked. Right. That's Ashton the first. Kutcher, I fucking knew I it. I think this Ashton Kutcher right. thing is like a good theory. Wow. The butterfly effect came back. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, so it was, it basically just kind of misled them. All the, They just kind of gave them all this shit information and then just laughed at him saying like, you all look like assholes right now. That's 100%, yes. And that's how everybody feels when they're listening to our podcast. They're like, you all look like assholes right <laughs> now. So eventually, the Reverend James Gunn Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's bad. That sounds like a porn star, to be honest. It was actually the same name, the guy who directed... Uh, Guardians. Uh, Guardians. Guardians, oh, right, yeah. Is that him? That must be him. It's the same one, yes. Yeah. Uh, he asked the spirit in a way that the spirit couldn't evade who it was, and the spirit replied, I'm old Kate Bats, which determined to torment old Jack Bell out of his life. Ooh, it's upset. It's mad. So... 
For some reason, the spirit liked to call um, John Bell, Jack Bell, and liked to call Elizabeth Bell, Betsy Bell. Huh. So That's wild. I don't know why, but it's wild. It is wild. Not everyone believed that the spirit was Kate Batts because Kate was a local resident. She was an eccentric, you know, yeah. but a lot of people didn't believe that. This is the the witch or the spirit of her. But the spirit would only answer to the name Kate um, from then on out. Yeah. Now, a a little little, uh, little factoid, a little something interesting that that connects Kate to America's first known serial killers, the Hart Brothers. So the the Hart Brothers, uh, they were America's first serial killers, um, and they actually kidnapped uh, two women and had children with them and then one of them was supposedly Kate Bat's uh mother. So her her father was America's first serial killer. What a fascinating fact, Matt. Thank you. I normally not cool with the serial killer stuff, but since it's a Halloween spooktacular. You gotta have it. I'm all in. <laughs> So, now that the spirit had a name, guests would regularly come by and talk with it. Uh, The witch sang hymns, quoted scripture, carried on intelligent conversation. You're not going to get that in this podcast. And once even quoted, word for word, two sermons that were preached at the same time on the same day, 13 miles apart. Whoa. So, basically, like, she was talking with two, like, pastors, reverends, uh, whatever they are, um, and they were talking about the Bible, and then she quoted the whole sermon to one of them, and then the one sort of was, like, bragging. He's like, oh, she went and listened to mine, and the other guy was upset, so then she just started quoting his sermon. So, she she is an entity that can be in different places at once? Yes, but at this point, nothing visible. It's just invisible. Invisible, yep. Interesting, okay. As another amusement, the witch shared gossip about activities in other households. Oh, it was a gossip girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sarah, I think. Sa- yeah. Is that a gossip girl, Sarah? Or sure. Jessica? I, let's go with it. Parker? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, you're a little off, my okay, man. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, so at times, uh, Kate. The witch would go visit other households after an inquiry. Uh, just, you know, just if someone was like, oh, what's happening in my house right now? Kate would just go there, come back, give the information. She'd be like, she would go to one house and go, oh, your house is burning down, and then bring it back to them. And they'd be like, or go to, go to another house. Yeah. Your furniture is super tacky. Because <laughs> like, she's a gossip girl. Yeah, yeah she's, a little, she's a little sassy, and I like that about her, I think, though. She's very sassy. Like, and it's weird because, like, she terrorized Elizabeth and John, but like she sort of was cool with a lot of other just, people. Just like chilling with them and like talking. Like she was just like like an attention hog. <laughs> yeah. Like she sort of just was like, look at me. I can recite sermons. Look, it's almost like me, like and desperate for attention. Sort of cringy, but I try and she tried to. Aww. Well, I think that people liked her. Kate was, uh, so she actually really respected the matriarch of the family, right? Lucy. Yeah. Yes. Old Luce. When Lucy, when when uh, she was sick, uh, like Kate would sing her like hymns and like bring her like fruit and stuff. So like it's really weird how like this thing was so terrifying to you know some of the family, yeah, but, but it was super... pretty much cool to other people. That's really weird. And 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 also I think it was uh, John Bell Jr. Right? She was very cordial with him because she saw like, him as like a as a as an intellectual he's a very well-mannered young man right she had some respect for john bell jr jbj my homie 
So, Big Dick Johnson's son, yeah, yeah. Little Dick Johnston, uh, John, uh, was a son of James. Uh, he devised a test uh, for the witch, something that no one outside his family would know, to see if the witch was actually telling the truth. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. He asked the entity what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves, as if she thought they did something wrong. I can only imagine. The witch replied correctly with his grandmother's accent, Hot, tut, what has happened now? <laughs> That made me sick. That that impression you did, it just physically gave me a, a tummy ache. I'm doing my job. That was 100% right. No one would have known that. Mm-hmm. So The witch did. So the, the saying was, what, hut tut. Hut tut, what has happened now? Okay. And like hut tut was like a Dutch phrase for like, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm probably a little more inappropriate. It was probably like- Oh, probably yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Like, in my, in my information, it's a little PG rated. It was- no, no. We're a PG podcast. Pretty good. (laughs) PG. So, so far, we have one spirit, Kate, the witch. It's about to get crazy. (laughs) It's about to get insane. I'm about to get Buck Cherry up in here. Wait. About this time, there was an entire family of spirits that joined Kate at the Bell Farm. Wait. Wait, more? More things came? More spirits, yes. Okay. And I didn't believe this to be true, but I got this from the authenticated- Authenticated history of the Bell Witch? Yeah. Yeah. I saw this, and I was like, this can't be real, because the names. So the spirits' names were Black Dog. Fuck, that's cool. I like that one. Kypocryphy. What does that mean? Is that a word? It is in in spirit language. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. Jerusalem. Okay. And then the fourth, in my favorite, the most- terrifying name of all mathematics <laughs> this is legit this is legit so real these just sound like math in high school for a reason it's because of this spirit. so these just sound like prog bands to me so like, like all so like of them legit like one one ghost was called black dog, black dog. and then the other one was called mathematics like yeah, it's got black dog Kypocryphy, which just sounds like terrifying because I don't know what it means. Uh, Jerusalem, and then mathematics. So they joined the party. They joined the party, and it was literally a party. Like they would like sing songs together, like do five part harmonies. They would get drunk. Wait, this is a ghost getting real. drunk? Yeah. Well, we don't know what they are. We still they, don't know. Right, be, right, right. Yeah, that's right. They're invisible entities. They're they say it's a witch. They're and spirits, time travelers. Um, basically, Kate was described as the uh, delicate, somewhat feminine voice. Black Dog had a harsh, feminine voice. Uh, my name's Black Dog. Mathematics and Kypocryphy were more delicate, feminine voices, and Jerusalem sounded like a boy. Hi, I'm Jerusalem. I'm a boy. I'm a boy. (laughs) So those five spirits, they kept the bell house in constant uproar. And while the other four seemed to come and go, Kate was the constant companion of the bell family. So now what do you know with the other, with the other, uh, um, entities, would they, uh, poke and prod at the children or would they, no, they would just sort of scratch stuff, sing. And then, like, I guess Black Dog was sort of the leader. Black Dog was like, you know, just be quiet. This is annoying. And then they would stop. Okay. It's All insane. Right. 100% real from the authenticated world. The Red Book. So, Kate, mm-hmm. the Bell Witch, she was an entertainer. Yeah. You know oh, that. I'm sure. She was desperate for yeah. attention. So, she loved to perform for the steady stream of visitors to the Bell Farm. And you know what her definition of performing was? What? 
Well, her definition of performing was prodding, poking, prickling with invisible pins Elizabeth. She slapped Elizabeth across the face until her cheeks turned red. Uh, she would take off Elizabeth's shoes and throw them across the room <laughs> while laughing. So basically, a bunch of people went, drank some beers, listened to some ghosts sing, and then they watched the ghosts just slap around a- Elizabeth. A- uh, abuse people. That's awful, but also pretty fucking cool. I mean, let's time. be honest, guys. Wouldn't, would you go watch that? I mean... I'm afraid to go outside. So you That's true. Yeah. Catch me. Yeah. Jake, catch Jake's me afraid of literally that? everything. Catch, if, catch me inside. If yeah. he saw someone. Okay, catch me inside. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Catch me outside. So Kate tormented Elizabeth to the extent that the Bell family became afraid to leave her alone for fear the witch would kill her. Two of her close friends from the neighborhood spent most nights with her and witnessed the horrors Elizabeth endured from Kate. And even when Elizabeth spent the night away from home with friends, the witch would follow her and still beat her up. It would be outside the house? Follow no, her around? Was like, so say she went to her friend's house, yeah. went to sleep at her friend's house. The witch would show up and start slapping her. So it's not it's it's not attached to any object. No, but you know that makes sense because the witch in the past did say that they could go um, from house to house, sermon to sermon. Yeah. So it does make sense that they can travel freely. Yep. That's that makes sense. And during this time, Kate uh, was in a relationship with a Joshua Gardner. Uh, he had a great reputation. Everybody approved of this. Everybody except for the old Katie old witch. The old Katie old witch. <laughs> <laughs> the upset Kate, the, um, this upset Kate, the Joshua Gardner did for some reason, and Kate did everything in its power to break up the relationship. Wow. Huh. Jealous? So, yeah, this is a- Jealous much? Am I right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> But I wonder why did did the kid do anything to her, or did she just fucking hate him? You never know. Huh. Never know. It's a mystery, you know. So during this time, crowds were starting to get bigger, but Elizabeth was being attacked more, and then John also started getting it really bad. During this time, the witch swore it would kill John Bell, and he began to suffer mysterious attacks in which his tongue would swell and stiffen in his mouth. He would be unable to eat or talk, sometimes for days. He described the feeling like a sharp stick wedged crossways in his mouth. So when he was in pain, she was slapping Elizabeth around, and the witch just laughed at John's suffering, and he kept repeating, she kept repeating, I'm gonna kill you one day. (laughs) Holy fuck. So started off innocent, you know, like drinking hymnals. And then, a little bit uh, of light slapping. The, the tongue yeah. the, that literally just reminded me of like thirteen year old me. My like tongue would swell, and I'd get all sweaty trying to talk to to, to girls that I was interested in when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. That and then you hit on them, and they vowed to kill you one day. And then they vowed so to yeah, they vowed to kill me one day. So. <laughs> So word started to spread outside the town, and people would travel from far distances to uh, see the witch in action, really. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just making it up, but they never charged money. They always, like, fed the guests that showed up, so they're really hospitable. But one time, Mr. Williams, a professional detective, he arrived at the bell house saying he was an expert and that he could get to the bottom of the situation. He was there for a couple days. Um, The witch was silent, making no noise except for light scratching on the walls. So the detective, he grew impatient and accused the family of making the whole thing up. And John, he was really upset because he was like, you know, I let him in this house. I fed him. Yeah, and he's very... He's being a total prick and saying, no, this is all like 
you guys are making this up. This is ventriloqu- ventriloquism, all this other shit. Yeah. I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah, because, like, I wouldn't want to be compared to a ventriloquist. That's cringy. Yeah, That's they're the like... cringy thing to be. They're, yeah. they're on the bottom. They're on the on the food chain. They're way, way, way at the bottom. They... they Like mimes and, and ventriloquists. I would say... I would say politicians and then directly below them is ventriloquists. They're on the same scumbaggery level, I think. <laughs> So John, he was upset and he was going to kick the man out of his house. But right as he was about to, the witch said, let him stay. I will attend to this gentleman and satisfy him that he's not as smart as he thinks. Satisfy oh. him? What? Oh. Well, you know, what he wants. It's not like in a Oh. <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, this next sentence, if I just read this next sentence, you would be like, maybe that is where it's going. Mr. Williams found himself pinned to the yep, ground I by knew some it. irresistible force, <laughs> and he was utterly powerless and unable to move. The witch started scratching and hitting him with vengeance. Mr. Williams called for help and pled for his life. So Kate, you know, she is sort of an entertainer, yeah. very sarcastic, mocked the detective and asked, what family member was responsible for this beating? Ooh. <laughs> it was just so it was just like mocking him as as it was kicking yeah. the shit out of him. Like, there's nothing worse than getting beat up, but like being beat up and being mocked. I, know. I think that's like a step lower. Like that's like like worst case scenario. It happened to me tons of times in middle school. <laughs> like there's you're fat. Boom. There's something you're com- never gonna have a girlfriend. Boom. Boom. There's some you have bad breath. <laughs> Boom. So I know how this detective Williams felt. Yeah. There's like something extremely unsettling like in horror movies when the like killer or whatever is like mocking the person before they're like about to kill them. It kind of like it, that's there's something really scary about that though. I agree. It's because I think it shows that uh, the thing that is attacking you has a human element to it and I think that's scarier than the unknown. Mm. Yep. I totally agree. So Another crazy incident that happened around this time, a frequent guest of the Bells, William Porter, um, was a constant presence at the house. He and Kate talked often and had become friendly enough so that Porter had no fear of the spirit. One cold winter night, as he lay in bed, he felt the covers being pulled back and heard Kate's familiar voice saying, it had to come spend the night with him and keep him warm. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm liking this. Bring it on, Jakey. What does that mean? I think she's going to make her some hot chocolate and uh, uh-huh. cuddle up. And give, him, give him a heated blanket. I'm about to make some hot chocolate. Keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> so he felt something sliding into bed with him. And then he felt the covers being pulled off him as Kate rolled them up and left him exposed. So Kate takes the covers. The poor man's freezing. He didn't get his hot chocolate, so it's just really bad. Sure. Uh, <laughs> That's the worst part good, about this good. whole thing. Porter said he suddenly realized that there was a form in the bed next to him, which clearly outlined under the bed covers. So this is the first time that there has been a form related to the the, the witch. Yeah. Um, so he had an idea. He grabbed the form, covers and all, and began carrying it towards the fireplace with the intention of throwing the whole thing into the fire. But the weight got heavier and heavier, and as he approached the fireplace, what he described, an awful stench, began rising from the covers. And even at one point, he said that it sort of felt like it was a snake in there. A snake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And that kind of, that kind of, that kind of goes back to 
when the Bell Witch took the shape of the dog rabbit. So, yes, it shows that, like, you know, this is the first time where I think, you know, maybe people are putting two and two together. The Bell Witch can take form of anything. And I'm already regretting this next line. Uh, William, he had to drop the load and oh my run gosh. from the house. Jake! <laughs> <laughs> So William, he dropped the load and ran from the house to catch his breath because the smell was so bad. <laughs> and after that, he never again got into bed with anybody. So he made fun of her for being smelly, and she was like, uncomfortable you know, laying in bed with anybody from here on out. So right. he's kind of a dick. I'd say Porter's a bit of a dick. So words of these encounters eventually got to the general, Andrew Jackson, also future president, oh. and in 1819... Jackson and his men went to the Bell's house to see the witch firsthand. They tried to coax the horses into pulling the wagon, but they just wouldn't move. The horses wouldn't go in. And Jackson proclaimed, By the eternal boys, this must be the Bell Witch. Then, a female voice told Jackson that they could proceed, but that she would be seeing them again later this evening. They were then able to proceed across the property, up the lane, and to the Bell home, where Jackson and John Bell had a long discussion uh, about Indians and other topics, while Jackson's entourage waited to see if the entity was going to manifest. So, like... This is a president. This is real. So, this is like... Presidents don't lie. So, I mean... No. This is pre-president. Pre-president. Okay. Okay. This is pre-reptilian overtaking of our government, right. so none of them, they're, they're, they're safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the men claimed to be a witch tamer. After several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that it came into contact with. He went on to say the reason that nothing had happened was because he was there and whatever was disturbing the house was scared of his silver bullet. Kate, being the show woman she is, immediately the man started screaming and began jerking his body in different directions, complaining that he was being stuck with pins and beaten severely. He was just running around just dancing around in pain the rest of the men looked on in shock but some of them were laughing but then the best part of the whole bell witch story a foot appeared and a strong swift kick to the man's posterior region sent him out the door his booty so he got kicked in the ass by the bell witch <laughs> and literally went flying out the door that's fucking awesome that is that is the best part of the story i love it, it is and you know so basically there was this witch tamer thought he was hot shit showing off his gun he got kicked in the ass. Literally. And literally kicked in the ass out the door. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. It says that Jackson's men were terrified, but they were probably more humiliated, yeah. if I have to be real. Yeah. Um, but they begged to leave the Bell Farm. Uh, Jackson insisted they stayed so um, they could be a certain uh, who the, um, you know, if it was real or not. But the men continued begging Jackson to leave. Uh, what happened next is not clear, but Jackson and his entourage were spotted early the next morning in Springfield, getting far away from there. Far, far away. So we have like an actual historical figure that is president and everything. That's pre president. Oh, he's a pre Pre pubescent president. Pre pubescent president. Yep. And I think he became president in 1825. Okay. Okay. So by 1820. The witch's tactics have taken a heavy toll on the Bell family. Uh, John Bell's mysterious afflictions grew more frequent and more terrible. The witch cursed him constantly, and the viciousness of its attacks on him increased. And then that leads us to December 20th, 1820. John Bell breathed his last breath. Whoa. Explain, please. More, Jake. More. He slipped into a coma the day before. Nerd. And he never woke up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, do a witch's laugh. 
He never woke up. (laughs) (laughs) So immediately after his death, the family found a small vial of unidentified liquid in the cupboard. John Bell Jr., I don't know why he did this. He was an intellectual, according to uh, Matt. He gave some of it to the cat, and the cat just died instantly. <laughs> he's like, like I, oh, here's a here's a mystery mystery bottle of poison. Yeah, look, he's a man of science. <laughs> so once the cat died, uh, the witch spoke up, exclaiming joyfully, "I put it there. I gave old Jack a big dose of it last night while he was asleep. That fixed him." <laughs> John Jr., upset, quickly threw the vial into the fire. Father! Father! And then when it was in the fireplace, it burst into a bright bluish flame and shot up the chimney. Okay. So, John Bell's funeral was one of the largest ever held in Robertson County. As family and friends began leaving the graveyard, the witch, always one for attention, laughed loudly and began singing a song about a bottle of brandy. It is said that her singing didn't stop until the very last person left the graveyard. So she was legit just singing drinking songs, <laughs> laughing at the people crying. Like, just t- that's hilarious. Like, just torturing everybody. I love it. Because it's like, it's all about me, the Bell Witch. I don't care about the funeral. How, she's like, how do I one up a funeral? Oh, I know. I'll sing a song about Brandy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so after his death, the witch seemed to lose much of its interest in the Bell family. Uh, Kate's appearances became fewer and fewer. Um, and Elizabeth, who is still being tormented because she wanted to marry Joshua Gardner, thought that, hey, perhaps the marriage will work after all. So they became engaged, but Kate was not through with them yet. On Easter 1821, Elizabeth was spending the day with Joshua Gardner, but then came Kate's familiar voice, materializing from thin air and repeating over and over in a horrible voice filled with melancholy. Please, Betsy Bell, don't have Joshua Gardner as your husband. Please, Betsy Bell. And just kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. You sound a bit like Yoda. It was a little Yoda. I don't know what that is. I'm a Star Trek boy. So Elizabeth was annoyed and realized at that moment that no matter what, she would never be able to marry this man because the witch would always come back and just torment Torment, her. Oh, shit. So she removed her engagement ring from her finger, gave it back to Joshua Gardner. Wow. It's kind of depressing a little bit, actually. It really is. She ended up marrying her teacher, so you know it gets a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, right? She was twelve. I don't know when she. I don't know when she married. The, she might have been a little older when she married the teacher. Yeah. Right. When right. they when Josh was first brought into the like when he was first mentioned in the Bellwitch story, they were twelve and they were already talking about getting married. But also, I think it's just because everyone died when they were 30 and you know because of diarrhea or just some something that can be cured easily now um plus the witch was basically attacking her the whole time so she's like i probably don't got long to live let's get married let's do it you're getting attacked nightly by a witch you're just like i just want to get hitched god that's a bummer as soon as possible please just close where's will smith to help me out (laughs) (laughs) i love i am legend so in the spring of 1821, uh, the witch suddenly announced that it was leaving. Uh, you know, it said goodbye to the mom because they were good pals. Um, but it said it would return in seven years. And in 1828, when the seven years were up, 
Uh, things had changed radically at the Bell Farm. Most of the children, Elizabeth among them, had married and moved away. Only Richard, his younger brother Joel, and Lucy Bell still live in the double, um, the double log house. Um, so basically, it just went. It talked with them. In some stories, it said like they talked um, about like predicting the Civil War and stuff. But I don't really know if that's true. But they didn't really acknowledge it, so I sort of just went away because. In the grand scheme of things, Kate, the Bell Witch, just desperate for attention. So if you don't give it the attention, it's going to leave. Yeah. Right. And that's the story of the Bell Witch. Yay, the, the, the Bell Witch. The Gossip Girl. XOXO Bell Witch. <laughs> uh, so okay, I love this story. Matt, what are your qualms? You said qualms before a few times. Okay, so it's strange. I don't know if you mentioned it and I just wasn't paying attention, but the materializing of fruit from the indies she said she got from the indies she just like materialized this fruit and was like for the mom yeah yeah i mentioned that briefly okay cool um i thought it was irrelevant but but no the the thing is i don't eat fruit i don't eat little debbies (laughs) if she materialized little debbies i would have spent the whole episode on it not impressed the thing is is so my my qualms is that it can't be a spirit or a witch right or at least it can't be a a a spirit because spirits don't create a poison and put it in this like vial and they don't materialize fruits it it also could be some sort of like interdimensional thing because like when it when it would travel places it would take like a couple minutes and then come back and be like oh it's this it's like oh i wonder if my my, this family member is home and then it'd go for like two minutes and then come back and be like yep they're home they're safe they're reading by candlelight so i what if it's like another living entity thing like a creature that's just traveling between portals you know what i mean and that's why it's able to get the fruit that's a that's why it's able to travel from here to England or New England or wherever that was. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think okay, I think it's so you're I, saying it's an extraterrestrial interdimensional being. That's what you're that's what you're saying. I, it's either interdimensional being or it's um or it could just be a witch cuz witches like witches do fancy know, like, stuff. Flipendo and then stuff shows that's up. That's my that's my that's my take on it. It's a witch. That's it. I have no more. My take is it was probably just a ghost. A lot of this stuff is exaggerated, but I definitely feel like they had poltergeist activity with some of the more fantastic elements like Andrew Jackson showing up. I'm not really into that, but still, great story. One of the best stories of all time. It really is. And that's why you got to protect your local folklore and spread it to next generations. So we have great stories like this forever and ever. Damn. Yeah, you really, I mean, that's that's true. That's important though. Like all of these all of these legends, all these folklore, it's important that you you talk about these things because those things die so off. The Moth Boys can butcher it on a podcast. That's right. In 5 years. So yeah, so years and years down the road, uh, three white dudes can just totally mess it up. We are uh, fucking immortalized. Is that so everybody thinks it's real? Is that I mean, what do you guys think? We all think certain elements are real. Yeah. So I agree with that. I think it was a witch though. That was that's my take. So Mike is a witch. Yeah. Yep. Jake, are you ghost? You're a ghost. Um and you're... I'm going to say an interdimensional being cuz that's really fun. Wow, that is pretty it fun. Is fun. That is fun. So yeah, that's it. Thank- that's yeah, th- one more episode on our Halloween Spooktacular Ooh. 2K18, even though it's 2K19. You still have time to get your listener stories in. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Go, uh, go. Review us on iTunes. Do yes, it. please uh, review do it. us. 
buy our merch. See, reviewing us, leaving us a good review, that's going to that's going to help us uh take over the podcasting world cuz I already feel like we're we're fucking top of the top of the charts, dude. We just need to get there. You need yeah, to get us we, there. We need to get her done, really. <laughs> we need to get her done. All right, uh, yeah, th- thanks everybody for listening. Um we'll, we'll catch you next time. All right, love you. Bye. Bye. Get her done, get her done, get her done, 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 get her done, get her done, get her done, 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 get her done, get her done, get her done, 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 get her done, get her done, done, done. So I had a dream I had sex with a ghost.